Hello and welcome to the Your Honest Ally podcast. My name is Amy Greenaway and I am here to be your straight shooting bestie who lovingly tells you what you need to hear without beating around the bush, is your biggest hype girl and wants to see you live in the life of your dreams. In this podcast, we will cover all things self-development, from manifestation, relationships, sex, fertility, owning your space, and so much more. You'll be exposed to ideas that will expand your horizons and give you knowledge to make empowered life decisions. Before we get into it, I invite you to open up that beautiful mind of yours, leave all the offense behind, and get ready to take full accountability and own your life. Let's grow together, because hey, I'm still figuring out life too. Welcome back, legends. I hope you have had a great week. I wanted to start this week by apologizing for the sound in the podcast audio last week and maybe this week too. I am still learning, still trying to figure out how it all works. So please bear with me until I manage to perfect it. Um, It doesn't take away from all the stuff that I have to say, but yeah, it's kind of killing my life. So if anyone has any tips, please reach out and give them to me because I don't really have anyone that can help me with this and Google and YouTube isn't helping me all that much. A little life update. I actually don't have much to report. Actually fun, random, random fact, not random fact, but a random thing that I have done is backstory. I actually injured my sacrum back in March. I actually have a sprained or had a sprained sacrum and I have been in pain ever since. I have been seeing Cairo, etc., to fix it and like doing all the things, but it wasn't working. Well, it worked, but I would continue to injure it and it was never really fully healing. And I've had an inkling for a quite a while now, maybe a few years, that I needed to go see a women's health physio. I had a feeling that I had an overactive pelvic floor. And I finally made the decision to do that when I realized one day, I knew all these things, but they hit me all at once, that my pelvis obviously is connected to my jaw, which I have had a history of super bad TMJ, super bad jaw pain, very tight jaw, and that obviously my pelvis is connected to my sacrum which is like your lower back kind of area, like the top of your bum, your lower back. And so my my pelvic floor was wreaking havoc on my sacrum. Well, anyway, that's what I assumed. So long story short, I went to a women's health physio. Turns out, yes, I did have an overactive pelvic floor. She had to release all the muscles and yep, they do an internal exam to do that. But my Lord, the amount of tightness in there. Oh, the pain was intense when she released it, but so much better. And then I was given exercises to do and I'm still doing them. But but I have not been in pain since the first time I saw her two weeks ago. And I have been in pain from March to August in agony with my back literally every day, not being able to walk properly, couldn't dance properly, do all these things. So If you have any pain at all, or if you even see a physio 
and you're a woman, why not go to women's health physio? Because they're physios that specialize in women's health. So makes sense to go to a women's health physio and don't allow it to get to the point like I did where it wreaked havoc on your whole body and messed with you in more ways than one. So shout out to my women's health physio. She's great. I will keep you updated on that. And another update, I got my bloods back. I haven't had a chance to book in with Bianchi yet. She can only do Sundays and I'm actually was going to book tomorrow, but I'm meant to have a friend's birthday party, which I don't even know if it's going ahead. So I will keep you updated once I know going forward. Now into my random life hack of the day of the week. This one can save you so much time and energy in the gym. If you love to use the leg press, a fun fact or life hack for that is you do not have to load the leg press evenly on both sides because the machine distributes the load for you. If you ever see me in the gym doing leg presses, you will notice that my leg press is loaded up to the hilt on one side and the other side probably have a few because they were there and I could just throw them on and I needed the extra weight. So for you, going forward, save yourself some time and energy when using the leg press and just load it up on one side. You might get some strange looks from people that don't know, but it's a cracker, a time saver and an energy saver, especially when you're putting on 20 kilo plates and lots of them. Now let's get into the podcast of today. Today I'm going to talk about how to be single. This topic really excites me because if you do it right, being single is honestly the best experience ever. So shout out to all my single peeps living it up. Um, yeah, just take this time and use it to your advantage. Like, man, single life is a vibe, like I said, if you're doing it. The, the right way, well, what I perceive as the right way. Um, so personally, I know a lot about being single. I mean, I was super single for five years before I started dating Kirk. Five years may not seem like a long time in the scheme of things, but it felt like a long time for me. Given prior to that, I was never single. And it felt like a long time to all my friends and family. So a little backstory from me. So from the age of 12, so grade seven till 22, I was constantly in relationships. I, I thought I was like this fierce independent female and I totally wasn't. I was known to always have a boyfriend. I even would go as far to say that I was that girl that would line up a new boyfriend before leaving the last boyfriend. And I didn't realize at the time, but now looking back, I can see that I did that. And I think during those 10 years, essentially, I would have been single for maximum maybe two months, three months. And that's sporadically. I would, yeah, it, it, I just didn't. I wasn't single at all. Then at the age of 22, the relationship I was in ended and 
obviously with breakups, it was a whirlwind of pain and it was a very unhealthy relationship in the end. But I had lived with that person from three months into the relationship. So I had not been alone at all and were quite intertwined in many ways. But yeah, so looking back now, I'm so glad that breakup happened and ended in the pain that it did because I would have just kept staying there when it was not good for either of us. So I'm so glad it happened, but at the time it was fucked up, the pain and like the grief, I guess. And I had never really experienced that before. So from all the boyfriends before, obviously you have the emotions and the sadness and stuff, but like, man, I lost my mind. I was a little crazy at the end. And as I mentioned, we'd lived together from three months into the relationship. So it took a quite a long time for me to heal from that. Then also things would drag it out. Like as I was just getting over it all, he'd randomly call me and wanted to meet and It just took me back to square one over and over again. That's a tip. Don't keep going back. Don't waste your time with that because honestly it was fucked up and I wouldn't want anyone to experience that. Then I also think now maybe it was karma for how much of a shitty girlfriend I was. Well, in my opinion, looking back on everything. So, yes, straight after obviously that that breakup happened, I wanted another boyfriend to fill the void because I had – I'd never been alone. I could barely sleep at night. I didn't know how how to sleep in a bed alone. That is so sad. But anyway, so yeah, I was praying for a new boyfriend. I um, but it's funny. I wanted a new boyfriend, but I didn't want to go on dates or go on the dating apps because I couldn't be bothered <laughs> with that stuff. I I'm just not someone that's into dating apps or even going on dates. Gosh, I hate them. Like I love going on dates with Kirk um, but not with a stranger that I don't know and I want to have to get to know but I did I did try for a little bit and I would pray that my perfect man would just show up almost in my lounge room but turns out my perfect man did not show up and yes I had to just sit with myself and be single And after about six to eight months of wanting a new boyfriend and not having one, thankfully in hindsight, I realized that I just really needed to be single. So I made the decision to not only be single, but to be super single. Uh, I even said to myself that the next person I was with would be the person I married. I think I even said it to my ex when one of the last times I saw him, I don't know, but I said that and so I did it (laughs) and yeah during these single years I just really uh, worked on myself and I traveled the world I went to America and worked at summer camps and met the most incredible people and then I moved to Canada and it was so fucking good To really drill in and outline how single I was, I'm actually going to put in a snippet from my wedding speech because I really went into how single I was and why I think it was really funny. But enjoy. Here we go. Between the ages of 11 to 22, I didn't know what the word single was. 
I went from relationship to relationship, trying to find my groom. After many failed attempts, heartbreak, and a big reality check, I made the decision to be single. Not the single where you date or go out to nightclubs and hook up, but really, truly single and alone. For five years, I was perpetually single, happy living life on my own terms. Do you want to know how single I was? I was so single. I lived in Banff, a town where everyone loves a cheeky hookup, for a year and did not hook up with anyone. So single, the rod man would come up between me and dance between me and anyone thinking they could get a piece to save me the trouble of rejecting yet another person. <laughs> I, I was so single. I unknowingly had a guy follow me to my room in Vegas. And to his disappointment, we didn't hook up. Instead, we ended up sitting on the bed, eating dry Milo out of a glass with no cutlery. <laughs> I was so single it hurt. Not me, it hurt others. <laughs> I was so single that my beautiful mama knitted me baby clothes years ago saying, and I quote, I have to do it now because by the time you have kids, I won't be able to see. <laughs> So single, my sister Alison started to think I was a lesbian that wouldn't come out. <laughs> and when I told my friend Flick I had kissed Kirk, well, she literally cried with happiness and relief. So, yeah, I was pretty, pretty single. So single they just said don't bother even trying to hook up with her. <laughs> While I was being super, super single, I was able to use those years to really drill down on the type of person that I wanted to be with and also look back and take accountability for all the shitty things I had done in past relationships and realise I was in fact the toxic one as well um, or I was in fact also toxic and make a plan to become the woman that deserves the unicorn man that I was wanting. So a few things I recommend for utilising your single years well and making it a time you love and grow from. First up, I want you to do an audit of yourself in the past or even of yourself now um, in your relationships or even how you are as a friend, daughter, son, etc., and take note on the attributes you think are positive and the attributes you don't love so much and want to maybe fix or get rid of completely. This is quite humbling. I remember looking back and going over all of my past relationships kind of from a bird's eye view and realising that, man, holy dooly, it wasn't all them. It was actually a lot of me and honestly I now sit down and think what the fuck did they see in me because I was a biatch. I remember actually when I did have this realisation I even texted one of my exes and apologised to him and I said I don't want a response. I just want you to know that I realised this and I don't want to ever do that to someone in the future. And then I made the decision to never do those things to a partner, well, my, my future husband, because that's what I said I would have, 
going forward. Then once you've done your audit on yourself, decide on the type of partner you want to be once you do find the person you want to be with. They deserve the best of you, not the you that hasn't done the work to heal yourself and projects your shit onto them. So look at those positive attributes that you like and amplify them and the negative ones, let's try and work on getting rid of them. A good way to also look at that is to think of anything that you do uh, that you wouldn't want someone to do to you, that you wouldn't appreciate. Like how would that make you feel if the person that you loved did that to you? Some examples of these things would be getting mad when they go hang out with their friends, withholding sex from them, speaking to them in a condescending way, belittling them. Um, There's so many. There's so many examples. I can't think of them all at the moment. But, yeah, um, just being not the kindest person, person, using them as your punching bag all the time will not, not literal punching bag, or if you do, then you need to sort that shit out. But using them as your verbal punching bag or taking your anger out on them or your stress out of them. And I know they're your safe space, but it's not nice to cop that all the time. And withholding even affection if they require, if they need affection, withholding, like not giving them their love language, that's really fucking selfish of you if you don't do that. On love languages, I'll probably do a whole podcast on this. But for example, Kirk's love language is physical touch. Mine is not at all. I don't need to be touched at all, but I give him physical touch because that's what he requires. So if you can do that for your partner, if I can do that for mine. Okay, to my next point, I want you to realize that being perpetually single is a vibe and I want you to understand that you are a hundred percent whole all by yourself. Um, can we just fuck off with the idea that we need to be in a relationship to be whole? And more so, can we get rid of the idea in particular that a woman needs a man to be valid validated? It's it's just a fucking joke. You do not need another person to complete you. Now, if you would like to have a companion, that is totally fine, but you do not need another person to complete you. You are whole all by yourself. And if you don't feel like you're whole all by yourself, then you've got some work to do before getting into a relationship because then you're going to need that person to constantly validate you. And that is not, that's not what a partner is supposed to be doing. You're meant to be 100% whole and validated on your own, stand on your own and have a partner if you choose to, not because you need one, but because you want one. My next point uh, is you should never, ever have to compromise the quality of your life to allow room for another person. And I know that people always say relationships that compromise love is about compromise and no, I don't, I refuse to subscribe to that. Personally, for me, I'm, I'm not about that. I made the decision and refused to be with anyone that hindered my quality of life or made me feel like I couldn't do things I wanted or wear what I wanted or 
just live the life that I want to live. I always said that I had such an amazing life. I wanted someone that added to it and didn't make me compromise or subtract from it. And I still stand by that. I still stand by that so much. Someone shouldn't come into your life, make you question yourself or make you compromise or like, for example, I know people that haven't traveled to certain countries because their partner won't and they really want to go. It's like, what the heck? Um, So yeah, while you're single, use this time, create the life of your dreams. There is no answering to anyone or trying to drag someone with you to do the things that you want and fabulous. Go traveling if that's what you want to do. Do all the things that you wanted to do, even the things that you think you need a partner for, which you don't. You don't need a partner for anything other than you can marry yourself, I guess, if you want. Uh, Yeah, do all the things that you want to do. Even have a friend, like find the best friends and wear whatever the fuck you want, I think. I personally think you should be able to wear whatever the fuck you want even when you are married uh, or in a relationship or anything because someone else should not you what you can and can't wear um but let's not go down that rabbit hole another thing is just know you do not have to be hooking up with people all the time to really experience being single I know a lot of people they're not interested in that but they feel like they need to because people say well how are you going to find someone if you're not going out there and just hooking up with everyone Like I said earlier, I was single for five years and barely hooked up with anyone. I think I kissed maybe five people in that time and I didn't have sex with anyone and I have no regrets at all. But then also if you do want to, if you want to just go out and rampage, oh, I am your cheerleader. I am your biggest hype girl for that. Go do that. But If you can't be bothered or you don't want to be on all the apps and you're tired from it all, then just realize you do not have to do that. You can really experience being single without doing that. But you do have a house. Your dream man is not, well, maybe there's outliers, but they're not just going to show up in your lounge room while you're in your pajamas eating ice cream, watching a movie. So get out of the house. The next point we've all heard before, but it is learn to love your alone time and use it to recharge yourself. Like use it as a a superpower. It is honestly a superpower. There's this saying I love. It goes, loneliness is a sign you're in desperate need of yourself. And I think it holds so true. If, if you're feeling lonely all the time, like sometimes, yeah, you can feel lonely, whatever. But if you're single and you're feeling lonely, just realize like, oh, maybe, maybe there's something that I could be doing to learn to love being alone, learn to love your alone time and love sitting with yourself. And sometimes we don't love sitting with ourselves because we don't like ourselves and if we don't like ourselves, how are we supposed to expect someone else to like or fall in love with us? So work on yourself, learn to love your alone time. How do you do this? And the only way to start 
learning to love your alone time by is by actually spending time with yourself, by yourself, and getting used to it, and then working all working on all the things that you don't like about yourself to improve them, and then eventually you'll get there and you'll be like, "Fuck off, everyone! I just need some time alone." On the note of loving your alone time and loving yourself, go out and do shit by yourself. Go to the movies, take yourself to coffee. Go to the beach and read a book. Go for a walk by yourself. Go for a hike by yourself but tell someone where you're going so you know you're safe. Go shopping. Go travelling by yourself. That is the best. And have sex with yourself. Learn. Use this single time to learn what you like and how to get yourself off so that when you are eventually in a relationship, if you choose to be in one, you will be able to tell the person what you like and what you don't like and you'll feel really comfortable in your body plus you'll feel sexy. Having sex with yourself is a is a flex, I reckon. Enjoy your own company. My next point is becoming independent in all aspects of your life is a huge flex. Huge, huge flex. What is hotter than a woman who has her shit sorted? Nothing, in my opinion. It is such a good feeling to be someone that has control of their money, knows what to do when something happens with their car, um, can hop on a plane and travel somewhere by themselves, can go shopping by themselves, go to a cafe by themselves, all these things. To be really independent, it is a really nice feeling and it's attractive. Like, funny story, I actually had Kirk once tell me, this is years ago, um, he asked me to please start allowing him to help me because I had been single for so long. I was so used to doing everything myself. I just never asked, even things like getting a glass from the very top shelf, I would just climb on the shelf and grab my glass and get down. And he was like, why didn't you just ask me to get that down for you? I can reach that. And I'd be like, no, I can just do it by myself. And he was like, can you please let me help you? I want to. (laughs) Uh, So I now let him help me. Sometimes it's still a bit hard, hard. And now I sometimes get really annoyed when he doesn't help me without me asking. So super random. But yeah, just become independent. You don't need no one. And then, like I said earlier, it's all about choosing someone. You get to you get to choose to want someone, not because you need them, but because you want them. Next up, this is this is a goodie, guys. Stop giving all your time and energy to red flags. You are literally blocking yourself. From the right people. When you are chatting to someone or seeing someone and you know it's not going to go anywhere, it's not there for the long term, it's just there for a little bit of fun, don't give all your time and energy to them. There's so many of my friends that do this and I'm like, you are literally cock blocking yourself, dude. Like what the fuck and I know it's annoying trying to talk to multiple people at once but 
when you're messaging them all day, every day, and then FaceTiming them or doing things like that and then spending weekends with them, where is the time that you're going to find to be out and about and maybe meet the right person? Like with your work and all your extra activities and your friends and your family, in between all of that, where are you going to find time to meet the right person when you are filling up all your time with this fill-in person. So I'm not saying don't don't hook up with the red flags. Sometimes they're lots of fun. I'm just saying don't spend all your time investing in them when you know it's not going to go anywhere anyway. And also don't try and make a guy that you know isn't the right person be the right person. <laughs> So many books that I read, they're like, it's all about this person is, you know, known as the big player and somehow he changes just because this girl wants him to. And I want you to know that books are, is it fiction? Books are fiction, well, these ones are. And that's not the case. Like it's not, it's not the case in 99% of the cases. In the book, Yes, he turns and changes and sometimes he does. That's great. But we're not going to we're not going to assume that in this situation. So we're not going to try and get guys that we know are not right for us to be right for us. We're not going to try and get guys that have said to us, "You're just, you know, a bit of fun for me." We're not trying to get them to fall in love with us because that's just going to end up with us being hurt or you being hurt and him being like, well, I told you where I stood in the first place. Well, them, them being like that. Um, so to my next point, I want you to get to a point where you're so comfortable owning your space and, and who you are and feeling yourself um, before you even think about getting into a relationship. Like I said before in all my other points, your whole all by yourself, all of that. But this is also kind of more from the point of view of whoever your partner will be going forward and kind of how I touched on before, it's really unfair for you to come to them as like we've all got our shit going on but as like this person who's like I'm broken, you need to fix me, you're my partner now, you need to make me whole. It's really disempowering, is that a word? disempowering, unempowering, whatever it is, and it's kind of ick. It really gives me the ick when people do this. So if you think that whoever you're going to be with in the future, you're going to really love and care about them, which I hope you will because that's the idea of a partner. Do you really want them to have to deal with your shit like that? Like, yeah, they've got to deal with some shit but not in, to that extent. So let's sort our own shit out before we start getting into a relationship and dumping on someone else to try and fix. That's a whole nother topic though. I could talk about that for a long time, but I'm just going to stop it right there. Now, so many people, you've probably heard this, they say when you're not looking for a partner, they will show up out of nowhere and I'm sure you're just like fuck off. I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. I literally used to hear that all the time when all I wanted was a boyfriend way back when. And 
then I was I was not looking for a partner for a very long time. Like I was actively trying to not get into a relationship for four out of the five years. And it it took a while. <laughs> but but I wasn't looking. So maybe maybe it is true. I remember when I was single and wasn't looking for a partner, I'd go through waves and I'm sure so many people who are single can understand. You'd be like, oh, what? My life is too busy and full and great that I can't fit a boyfriend in or a partner. I can't fit a partner in. I don't, I don't have time. I don't know when. And then you would go or I would go through a wave of, oh, my gosh, like where is he? I always said there's a lid to every pot and I was like, where is my lid? Where is the lid to my pot? And then I'd go back, snap out of that and be like, but I don't need a boyfriend. Um, but, yeah, so they say <laughs> don't, don't, don't look for a partner. But also don't block it out. Like be open to it. Go with the flow. Be chill with it all. And, yeah, don't, don't block it out. And coming from someone who married someone that was not her type at all. Now he's all my type, but at the time Kirk was not my type. Don't block out people that aren't in normally your type because I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you that your type is probably a little bit fucked up <laughs> if it's any like, anything like my type was um, and not the right person for you. So don't, don't block out the people don't block out the nice guys and don't block out anyone. Oh, and another thing, don't go, um, how do I word this? Don't go and think just because you don't have initial chemistry that that's not the right person because uh, there's this saying, is it the Buddhists say? I don't know, but it's like uh the right person won't give you crazy butterflies and give you that slight anxiety. <laughs> it's fully anxiety when you feel that they'll make you feel like home. They'll make you feel really comfortable and safe. And that is very true. Very, very, very true. So don't block out the nice guys and don't think, don't hang everything up on chemistry. Like when I used to watch maths and they'd be like, I just don't have chemistry. And I'm like, Dude, what you're trying to look for like it, it builds, you can build that shit if you really want to. In all honesty, I literally married my best friend. There was no chemistry for me. There was not even like for me, well, I don't, can't speak on behalf of Kirk, but from the time I met him in Banff, the time we got together, what, how many years later was it? And we, like we'd been friends for that long. I never even saw him in that way at all. Uh, until he kind of persisted and wanted me to see him in that way a few years later. And then I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what? Where is this coming from? But there was no chemistry. It wasn't like, you know, sometimes people have friendships and everyone's like, oh, they're, they've got chemistry or they've got the hots for each other. No, 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 no. It shocked everyone. I'm still shocked. I'm shocked to be sitting here married. But it shocked everyone, like all our friends, because it wasn't like that at all. Um, so just know and trust it can build. Don't try and force something if it's obviously like you've really got this gut feeling. 
But if someone's like really nice and you really enjoy spending time with them but you just don't have this crazy spark that makes you want to rip off their clothes, that is okay. Um, If you don't find them attractive at all, it's probably a deal breaker. But, you know, other than that, like it's good and it'll build. I promise you, I promise you if it's the right person, it will build and then you will, I promise you, want to rip their clothes off as often as you can. (laughs) Okay. So my last point for this is this is, uh, the maybe I wouldn't say controversial, but it's a funny one is, you know, we've all heard of manifesting and attracting what we want. And I'm sure you all have vision boards or you have goals that you want to achieve, etc. And so you've obviously well, maybe, hopefully, have heard of a vision board or writing what you want and attracting it. So something that I did and I found it, like, it's really nice to look back on now, but it's also, it was also helpful at the time, was I wrote down a, it wasn't a list, it was kind of like a chart, I guess. I had a, like, my future husband in the middle and then a circle. And then I wrote, I had like all like kind of sun rays going out and having all of the attributes that I wanted in the person that I wanted to be with for the rest of my life. And so, so I, I recommend doing this. So you go and you write down all these attributes and put it away and forget about it and just go on with your life, go on living your best life, doing whatever you want, traveling, partying, reading, romanticizing your life, whatever you do, whatever they call it. Is it the tomato girl, the girl that reads? I don't know. But go and do your thing and live your life. And more often than not, if you listen to people that talk about manifesting and law of attraction, that is what is going to be delivered to you. And so for me, I, Kirk literally surpasses all of the things on my list. So he, 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 every single box and ticked boxes. I didn't even know that. Oh gosh, that sounds dirty, but he, he was better than my list. He just didn't have one attribute. And in hindsight, I'm really, really glad he doesn't. But one of my things is so dumb. It was uh, a tattooed man (laughs) and Kirk does not have any tattoos on his body. And I am so glad he doesn't. I don't know why because I I have so many. So I'm so glad my husband has zero. And what a stupid vain thing, right? So some of the things on my list were, you know, a patient man, someone that has a beautiful family that I love, someone that will be really supportive and not jealous, someone my family loves, someone that gets along with my friends, Really welcoming, would be a great father, great uncle, will love my nieces and nephews as much as I love them. All of these attributes and there's so many more. I should actually get the book out because it's um, really sweet. And it's funny, I had actually forgotten that I had done that. And a few years ago when we were moving, I found I found it and that's when I realised that Kirk was literally every single thing except for tattooed. So if it's almost like, you know, when people say write it down and then burn it or give it to the universe and then just let it be. And so that is the idea behind that. And it's 
really nice to look back on. And even if your partner is everything different, maybe in a good way to what you want, and it's still nice to look back on. Now that wraps up my points for today. What I mostly want you to get out of today is if you don't already realize this, but realize that you are whole all by yourself. Life as a single person can be really incredible, but it's totally up to you to make it that way. It's not up to anyone else. You don't need another human to complete you. And I say this to my friends all the time. Some of them listen, some of them probably put me on mute, but... (laughs) But yeah, you're whole all by yourself. Do not ever give your power to someone else and think that they can complete you. So that wraps up the episode of today. Thank you for joining me. I'm so grateful to be in your ears. A quick reminder to please hit the subscribe or follow button so you can know when a new episode drops. And I would absolutely love it if you could leave a rating and review and share my podcast to anyone that you can think it would help or on your social media and tag me. I love seeing the tags on social media. It really helps me. I am just starting out. I would love to be able to get into as many ears as possible and help as many people as possible. Love you all so much. I hope you have an amazing week. And remember, I'm on your side. Big love legends. (laughs) 